Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Good evening and welcome to Good News here on Catholic Spirit Radio. I am Deacon Al Lundy. It is a pleasure, as always, to spend 30 minutes with you Saturday and Sunday evenings at 8 o'clock. We look at Good News, the gospel the Gospel of Jesus Christ, and the readings that we will be sharing this weekend at Mass, digging a little into them as to how they affect us in today's world. This is the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. This is the last Sunday of January. We are now one-twelfth of our way through a brand new year. This is, this is going to be a fast one. This is going to go really, really quick. I, I just have a feeling that 2024 is going to zip past us in in no time. I I actually feel like we've almost got all this COVID stuff behind us. Still have a few instances cropping up now and again, but but not as many. And it the the folks I know that have had it recently, it's been pretty much just a bad cold with a lingering cough. Boy, that cough just doesn't go away. It's I, I feel so bad. I I have been my wife and I have both been blessed. We have gotten through since COVID started in what, it's hard to believe, it was the fall of 2019. I mean, that's that's a while back. I've had bronchitis once. My wife has not been sick. That's, I mean, with we neither of us ever got COVID, which is just astounding. All my brothers did. Everybody, everybody in the church office has had it. I believe all the other deacons had a, had a bout with it. And my wife and I took two very different uh, tacts at at this. She did all the shots. She did all the right stuff that, that we were told to do. I, I kind of disagreed with the whole told to get a shot kind of a thing. And I will admit I got the first two, the basic one, you know, the, the two-parter. And I stopped at that point. My wife has been very secluded and I have been very out in the public. And by the grace of God, neither of us have gotten sick, even though we we are on very different paths through this, but neither of us got ever tested positive. And I, aside from one bout with a sinus infection and one bout of bronchitis, I've, this is probably the, the most well I've been in a long time. And I owe that to those of you willing to wear a face mask, I guess. But no, I don't think that was it. If, even the experts come out and say, you know, that really didn't do anything. I talked to my own doctor and they said, you know, face mask would help if people wore them right. And nobody, nobody wore them correctly. Nobody. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I got in somebody's car and the back seat is filled with masks. Yeah, that doesn't work. You know, they needed to get out of the car, go in the store. They'll reach back, grab a mask. <laughs> masks don't work well that way. And there's a whole system to how you put them on, how you take them off, when you change them, what you do with them when they come off. Nobody does that. And, and in fact, a couple of medical professionals I talked to said, even doctors and nurses don't do what you have to do all the time with those. You know, it's just, you get into a habit and uh, yeah, so nobody wore them right. And I guess now it turns out that whole six feet distancing was a, was a, a scam. <laughs> the whole thing was a scam. It was. So I don't know. It just seems like we're through with it. And I hope, I hope we are. It was unfortunate that so many people did get the infection and 
and because of mostly because of other issue, health issues they had, uh, they unfortunately died from it or died with it. Uh, it's it's a big debate over which that was, and it's it's always sad to uh, to lose someone. If you lost a loved one to COVID, uh, my heart goes out to you. But I think we're through the worst of it now. It seems through its many variations that it's getting weaker and weaker as it goes, and not stronger. And and that's a real blessing. So I'm I'm hopeful for 2024. I I think 2024 is going to be a much different year. I think the only thing that that stands to ruin it for us is our politicians, but that's a risk we take every year, uh, every election year with politicians. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we'll just have to trust in God that uh, He'll continue to protect us and protect this country, and and that we will continue to to move forward in faith. So uh, let let that be our our prayer uh, for this year. We have in our readings today. We have from the book of Deuteronomy is our first reading from the Old Testament, and then we continue with Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and then again the Gospel of Mark, and we're continuing with the, that first chapter of Mark. Uh, this is Deacon Al. I'm a permanent deacon here in the Peoria Diocese. We often start the program before the readings. We talk about news going on either in the diocese or in the Catholic Church as a whole. And during the break, I was reminded by John here of, of some breaking news. We just I just got the letter today. I know some people got the letter yesterday. But for those of you in the Peoria Diocese, for many years, we've had a wonderful newsletter that, that went out called the Catholic Post, a small newspaper that had a lot of uh, great articles from one, some wonderful Catholic columnists. It also had events going on uh, throughout the diocese in different parishes. It also kept up, kept us up on news out of the Vatican. And the letter that we just received has let us let it be known that the post is ending. It's it's shutting down. Uh, it's very soon. It uh, looks like we're going to get one more issue, and then that's going to be it. And I think that's coming out this month, first part of February. I forget which it is. But we're going to get one more issue of the Catholic Post, and then they're going to cease publication. And the reason for this, we, we are not immune to some of the same problems that hit other types of nonprofits and for-profit businesses. Manpower, staffing is an issue. They've, been, they've had a lot of difficulty with staffing, primarily with the uh, editor. The main editor has, has retired. In fact, he came out, our last editor came out of retirement in order to keep the paper going. And so he did that on a temporary basis. They have still been unable to find a managing editor. And they're also short on reporters and, and other staff members for circulation. And so they've decided for financial feasibility to end the publication. I'm going to miss the Catholic Post. I really looked forward to it arriving. And uh, it was great for keeping up on news. So now some of that news is going to be, and some of the columns are just going to go away. And some of the diocesan news will be put on the website, on the diocesan website. Right, which, I, and that I, I'm going to agree with, with John here, that's, that's a bear to navigate. It's always been clumsy, and it continues to be clumsy. I'm sorry. I know they have a new webmaster there who's been working on that for well over a year now, but it is still a very clumsy navigation. A lot of things still very hard to search out and find. So here's my suggestion after you get frustrated on the diocesan website, come to the Catholic Spirit radio website because you'll find a lot of the diocesan news. You'll also find parish news. 
a lot of parishes send in upcoming event promotions and things to the radio station, and we put them on our website at catholicspiritradio.org. You'll find mass times for all the parishes in your area. You'll find times for confession. You'll find times for adoration. You'll find who's having what speakers, special speakers coming or special dinners. And it's a much easier website to navigate. Uh, if you're listening at the diocese, please check out Catholic Spirit Radio and and how they, we navigate around there. And maybe you'll get some tips to make things a little more uh, user-friendly on the diocesan level. But if you get frustrated there, come to our website and find out what's going on in, in your diocese and the diocese near you. And, and I think you'll find it a real, real easy tool, great information. Uh, and among things we have there, and I don't think an, I, enough listeners take advantage of this, we have, we have people on our team here at the radio station whose primary job is to pray for you. So if you are in need of prayer, Maybe you're uh, battling an illness or someone in your family is battling an illness, or maybe you're, you're looking for a new job or trying to hang on to the job you have, and you just want some prayer support, Catholic Spirit Radio is, is here to help you. Please let us know what, what prayer needs you have, and our prayer warriors will, will go to work for you. And that's just one of the many services through this radio station. And, and we hope that helps you. We hope it, it gives you encouragement and builds up your faith and hope, as well as educate you through our various programs, our rebroadcasts of EWTN and our, our live simulcasts with EWTN, as well as our locally produced programs such as Good News. So pay attention to what's going on in the diocese through the diocesan website and also through the website at Catholic Spirit Radio. All right, let's, let's move along from there. We have our readings ready for the Mass and let's see what they have to share with us. So in our first reading, all is from the Old Testament, is a reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when he said, I'm sorry, when you said, let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin, and will put my words into his mouth. He shall tell, that, he shall tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. But if the prophet presumes to speak in my name an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The word of the Lord. So, if you're not sure what they're talking about here with what was said at Horeb, when the tribes of Israel had, had reached Mount Horeb, they were getting pretty fed up with Moses. They, they weren't listening to him anymore. They were very disgruntled about the journey and how long they've spent without being entered into the into the promised land and a small revolt was was building up saying why should we only hear from you and we get this today if god was real why doesn't god talk to us directly why hasn't he shown himself to us and the the tribes of israel were doing the same thing they they were staging this big upheaval saying why are we listening only to moses how are we sure that god speaks to him and this just isn't his doing, God, uh, Moses is doing. Let's hear from God himself. Well, I, I wouldn't advise treating God like a genie. 
you know, where God should do what you ask. The, the idea is you do what God asks. We do what God asks. And so Moses, praying to God, said, they don't want to listen to me anymore. They want to hear from you directly. So God says, fine, I'll talk to them directly. And he did. And the people entered into excruciating pain. They were screaming and convulsing and covering their ears. The voice of God is so great. We, we tend to think of God on human terms because we have nothing else to compare him to except human experiences. So we think of God as, as the old guy with the long white beard that, that Michelangelo painted. You know, that's, that's how we tend to think of God, as this, this quiet old man. This is the God of the universe. This is the creator of all things. This is, this is no small, impudent little being. This is, this is a, the magnificence and glory of God cannot be put into human terms so that you can understand it. So scripture just says that, that the actual voice of God is so great and so powerful that we can't even hear it ourselves. We can't listen to it. And so from then on, they said, fine, we're good with you talking to Moses, who seems to be able to handle this, and we'll just let Moses talk to us. Thanks very much. Let's not ever do this again. And God said, you know, that's a good idea. So from Moses on, he worked through prophets, and then he worked through Christ, this, who, who he told us about in this reading. He said, I will raise up for, for you from among your own kin— so he's getting us ready for the prophets and for the for the the final voice of God, Jesus Christ, God Himself, but speaking now with a human voice in in a fully human body, in human terms that we can listen to and understand as humans. But he also that comes with a warning. I'm going to talk directly through you to you through my human incarnation. But you better listen. You better pay attention then, because this is going to be your last chance. And those of you who don't listen, you're going to die. And this is, this is the forever death. This, is, this means, you know, outside of heaven, okay, a life of, an eternal life of torment. And again, this isn't God punishing us. This is God giving us what we ask for, what we chose. If you, cho- if you choose to be a follower of Christ, he'll let you follow Christ forever. If you choose to turn away, God will allow you to turn away forever. Damnation is a choice. It's, it's not a direct punishment. It's not something God wants for any of his children, but it's a choice that, unfortunately, many of his children today are choosing and have throughout the centuries. Some have chosen. But boy, it just seems in this secular world, and we, we see it in not only mass attendance, and it's not just in the Catholic faith, it's in all Christian faiths, we see it in attendance at and educational courses that our churches hold. We see it in the social activities that, ch- that churches hold. We see this huge drop-off in the secular world from anything religious because we've become spiritual. We're spiritual. I don't belong to any religion. I'm spiritual, which is kind of code for, I, I, I want to be in heaven, but I don't want to do anything about it now. <laughs> I'll take care of it later. And, and we don't know that there'll be a later. We don't know when now ends. Death comes at the blink of an eye. Very few people are blessed with the knowledge of when they, have, when they, they need to be prepared by. Most people, when they pass, they pass very quickly, very suddenly, very accidentally. 
And if you're not, if you're not ready for your judgment at that moment, you're probably not going to like the judgment that comes down. And again, it's, it's the choices we make. So think about that. Think about what, what God is promising us that he's going to speak to us, but he's going to speak to us now through the prophets, the Old Testament. And he's going to speak to us through his, through his incarnate self, Jesus Christ, in the New Testament. So basically what God's saying is, I'm going to speak to you through the scriptures. Pay attention. Those who have eyes ought to see and those who have ears ought to hear. And it's time to ask yourself, am I listening? Am I paying attention? And if, if I am, what am I doing about it? Because the time will come where you're going to, we're all going to have to account for the choices we made. In our uh, letter to the letter to the Corinthians, Paul to the Corinthians, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about many things of the Lord, how he may, be, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world. How can he please his wife? And he's divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about things of the world, how she she may please her husband. And I'm telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. So this is kind of a two-edged sword in here. Paul's not saying not to get married, but he's warning you about the dangers of putting anyone before God, that if you're going to be married, that's fine. But you still have to put God first in your life. And my wife and I both have this understanding. She, she realizes that because of my vocation, because of the choices I've made, that God is first in my life. My marriage is second. Now, it's a close second. And I love my, life, my wife beyond any explanation I could make. But still, I love God more. And to my wife's defense, I'm the second favorite man in her life. <laughs> you know, I mean, truly, she loves God above all things, above all other things. But she does that through her love for me, just as I show my love for God through my love for my wife. And that's what Paul's calling us to, saying that those who are unmarried should not focus on the secular world, but should take that time and energy that they have being unmarried and focus on God. So that means an ordained life or a religious life, service, service to the community. Or if you're going to be married, that your, your, your service to God is done through that marriage, that God is still first, but you show that love for God through the love of your spouse. The greatest thing you could do as, as a married person is build up the relationship between your spouse and God. If, if you really love the person, what you want most for them is an eternity in heaven. And what they should want most for you is an eternity in heaven. My wife's greatest responsibility and, and her, her greatest joy is seeing me grow in my faith, just as my greatest joy is seeing my wife grow in, in her faith. And that's what Paul's calling us to. He's not saying don't be married, but even if you are married, put God first. And more marriages would survive if more people did that. Understanding your, your Catholic faith, living out your Catholic faith, will make you a better spouse. It will make you a better father. It will make you a better sibling to your brothers and sisters. 
It will make you a better employer. It will make you a better employee. You grow as a person through your, your relationship with God in whatever you do, no matter what you do, that by putting God first, everything else moves forward. Everything else is risen. What's the old saying that a rising tide lifts all boats? If, if you love God more than anything else, that, that love of God raises you, and in doing so, raises everything you contact, whether it be being a student or a laborer or, or someone retired or someone married or unmarried. Every, everything you do in your relationship with God elevates everything else you do if you, if you learn to do it all for God's glory. And there's some great teachers that we have how to do that, and that's the saints. Those are, that's our all-star team. If you want to know how to grow in your relationship with God, study the saints, especially Mary, the, the greatest of all saints. If, if you realize her willingness to do whatever God asked her to do and how that elevated her to be unique among all women in all time, that's a, that's a great lesson for us to learn. But, but look at the life of the saints and you'll see how you too can can grow in your relationship with God, and and in doing so, uh, to excel in in everything that that you do. Our our gospel reading is from Mark, and we have just enough time to get through this. And in in Mark chapter one, it says they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught, and the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. And all were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. This was really, this was a turning point in, in the life of, of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus. This, this fact that he didn't just teach, but what he taught made a difference in people. That was a unique authority at that time. And that was an authority that came because of his relationship to God. This was the word of God incarnate. And even the spirits feared him, were in awe of him, and obeyed him. But so did the so did the, the lay people around him. I mean, think of the, the lepers and the blind man and the, and the cripples who he healed. That's a tremendous authority. That's a tremendous gift. As lay people and as, and as ordained, we share in that authority. Christ left us that healing authority. That's why we have confession. That's why he left the church confession to continue that healing ministry. This ability to pray over people and bring them healing, spiritual healing and physical healing did not stop with biblical times. We have that authority in us today. But Scripture also tells us that if we had the faith of just a mustard seed, we could move a mountain. And our problem isn't the lack of of God's presence to not be able to to heal. The problem is, is the lack of faith that we hold to be able to heal. Prophets heal. We have, we have examples of, of Isaiah healing. 
and Elisha, they healed. We have examples of the apostles healing. I mean, the, the, as soon as right right after the Pentecost, John and 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 Peter were were leaving the upper room when they were confronted by a person on the street begging for for uh, alms, and and Peter said, "Gold and silver we don't have, but what I have, what I have, I'll give to you. Rise and walk by the power of Jesus Christ." We have that same authority in us if we follow the teachings of Christ the way the apostles did. It was their relationship with Christ that allowed them the same authorities. I guess what I'm saying is, don't assume that those authorities don't exist. Instead, go in search of them. Strengthen your relationship with Christ. Take on those authorities and, and be a person who can speak not only of faith, but with faith and with the authority to make a difference in people's lives. And a great way to start, take someone who's walked away from their Catholic faith or, or any Christian faith and invite them back. Invite them back, whether it's, whether it's to a, a Bible study or to Mass, a church service. And don't just say, hey, you ought to go. Say, hey, come with me. Call them out by name to come with you. That's what Jesus did with his disciples. That's how every disciple started with Jesus was Jesus said, come, follow me. Not, hey, go do good in my name, but come with me and let's do good together. And that's what Christ calls all of us to, to share that authority that's available to us if we would only look for it in, in our relationship with God. And on that note, we, we end our fourth week. We are just two weeks away from Ash Wednesday. And we'll talk about that more next week because it's a really unusual day in the liturgy of the church. It's, it's not on a Sunday and it's not a holy day of obligation. And yet it's probably the second or third best attended mass in the whole year of the liturgy. Why is that? Well, we'll talk about Ash Wednesday next week. In the meantime, this is Deacon Al on Catholic Spirit Radio. May God bless you, protect you from all evil and bring you to everlasting life. Good night. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.